What if it rained food? What if Earth was a cube? What if we had nine lives? What if bits could fly? It's absurd. If money grew on trees, if we didn't have knees, if we walked through life slightly magnetical, it's absurd. Absurd hypotheticals. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Absurd Hypotheticals, the show where we overthink dumb questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Marcus Lehner, and I'm joined here today by Chris Yee and Ben Storms. Say hi, guys. Hey, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Ben. Uh, today, we have a super exciting grab bag episode. Uh, we've been doing more of these lately, but instead of all of us answering one singular question, we are all going to answer a different question um, on a particular theme. And our theme this week is our... is long. It's just long. <laughs> <laughs> the best the we word, could do <laughs> yeah it is not a theme that is long as it is not made up of a lot of words it's just the theme is long usually it's like animals or like space or something like that <laughs> this time it's long just as long that's it yeah usually a noun <laughs> usually a noun <laughs> is what it adjective. normally is our theme is length <laughs> nailed it but why don't you start us off with um with your question to kind of give us an idea of what what it means to be long. Sure. I like that you could have probably explained it yourself. It's going to make me do it instead. <laughs> so this is kind of an homage to we've done a few questions where we we generally will will have us like um something. Uh, something <laughs> how Sorry, I, say I wasn't this asking you to sound. explain the, the, how it works. I was, just, I was asking you to start your question. I know. I figured I could explain example. how it works. I know. <laughs> we have done a lot of questions similar to these questions that we're doing. We just couldn't. We group them together. Exactly. I just wanted to codify that for the audience. That yes, this is similar to our what if we got an inch taller or what if our arms got longer, things like that. We just didn't think that any of these questions were worth three full answers. So we're doing three of them at the same time. You mentioned the arms though and yours is... Well, yeah. I took what <laughs> if your legs grew one inch every month, which apparently... So I think the main reason this one couldn't be its own episode was just that we'd already done getting taller in our first episode, as I mentioned. And there's a lot of overlap there. Because really all you can do is things that are just related to literally just your legs being longer, um, which there aren't as many things as you might expect. So sort of as a a, a side note sort of or or um, parameter, whatever you want to think about it, with all of these, we pretty much always ignore like health impacts and stuff. Because obviously at a certain point, if your legs are really long, they're going to be very brittle and it's going to be a bad time for everyone. So we're going to pretend that doesn't happen because Pretty sure that's that like the, the first thing we mentioned in our one inch taller thing too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just don't want to think about it because it's annoying and, and gross and not fun. So let's keep it fun. So first things first, let's talk about my legs as a point of reference. So my legs are about 31 inches long from like the hip to the ankle. And that's where to divide it up. It's 16 inches from my hip to my knee and then 15 from my knee to my ankle. So not quite even, but pretty close. That's kind of sort of the the starting point I worked with uh, for for this question. So I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the things that we talked about with regards to height, but I did want to. I thought of another way. In my height answer, I broke basketball. I thought of a different way to break basketball with long legs. So I'm going to start off with that, actually. So in basketball. I like how you referenced your height answer. Like it was like, oh, yeah, we just did that last week. That was episode goddamn one. Yeah, that was yeah. the first episode. 
it, it was <laughs> literally a while our first ago. episode just like oh yeah what yeah you know the one we do all the time like the tall one yeah the one and that then just we, happened we did the long arms one not that long ago and you i think in that episode you said you specifically didn't do basketball because you did it in that other episode <laughs> to, to be okay the difference the difference is my my tallness answer mostly depend on the fact that your arms also get longer like i the, the your wingspan had a big impact there I thought of a different way that relies only on the length of your legs. Okay. So. You can kick them. Kick people. Nope. Nope. No <laughs> kicking. Zero kicking. The distance, the furthest distance from the three-point line to the hoop is 23 feet and nine inches. Um, and in basketball, you can move, once you have the ball, two steps without dribbling before you have to stop. Right? So, if you can figure out, you know, how leg- long your legs have to be for your stride length, to be long enough that you can just step from outside the three-point like line to the hoop, you're once again pretty much unstoppable. So to figure this out, I measure my stride length. Not just like a normal like walking step, kind of a sort of a pretty beefy like, not like a full lunge, but a pretty far step, right? And it was actually, interestingly enough, 31 inches, which is the same as my leg length. Didn't really expect that. That was weird, but... I just assumed that would hold true as my legs got longer. That same same ratio. It's the golden ratio, Ben. Of course, yeah, one course. to one, the yeah. golden ratio. Perfect. Yeah, same same thing. Ratio. Um, <laughs> it's in nature everywhere. Yeah, it is. Actually, did you did you even say what your question was? I don't think you did. You said legs. Wait, I didn't. He did say it. It was I a little did. buried in his in his qualifying and apologizing for okay. it. But he did say it. To be fair, I had to qualify and apologize because you guys started stepping on my introduction. <laughs> anyway. Point Why well, separate introduction? Because you started apologizing and qualifying. Yeah, I do apologize for a lot of things. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. In theory, so we have to be about 24, you know, 24 feet is the distance we have to sort of clear for this to really work. So once your legs are about 12 feet long, you can just take two steps and be basically from the backcourt all the way to the hoop. And just no one can do anything about it without fouling you. And that's going to be about nine and a half years in. So for me, it will be when I'm like, you know, 38, which is a little bit old, but it'll work. Point being, once again, you can still break basketball. Just wanted to get that out there. Yay. <laughs> Yay. More importantly, what are your pants going to be like? And sort of specifically, when can you no longer just buy pants off the rack? When do you have to start getting pants custom made? Which sort of something to think about when you're considering this is that it's just your legs getting longer. Nothing else dimension-wise changes, and it looks so weird, and I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So you included your hip as part of your leg? I pretty much went... No, I went, I went like, like pelvis down, basically. Okay, because I was going to say, do you, does your, do your hips get longer? <laughs> no, I kind of, I kind of went like, like your butt is the same. And then like, okay, the, just the leg below that was getting, getting longer. Yep. So I checked on, on DXL, which is a big and tall men's clothing store to see what the longest pants they sell are. Um, and the longest inseam they had was 40 inches. And that only lasts you until about nine months in. <laughs> However, if you buy straight leg pants, there's no shape to the legs at all. They're just straight all the way down, right? So you can still wear pants that aren't as long as your legs, as long as they're at least shorts length. So the standard like shorts, like or standard, the shortest standard pants inseam is 28, 28 inches. So when your legs are about 55 inches long, which is about two years in, you can just wear those as shorts. The one problem is that there is this 14th month window from nine months to 24 months where your p- 
pants aren't going to be long enough and shorts are still are going to be obviously way too short. So you have to either just awkwardly wear pants that are like very clearly way above your ankle and like capri length. Yeah, that's or I guess you're just describing capris that yeah. people wear on purpose. <laughs> yes. Well, and and so you can just wear capris and that and that does work. So you can actually I think throughout to that point be okay and have, you know, viable pants, which is a nice state to be in. You do run into a problem eventually because that 40-inch end seam is going to be too short to be short still. So the end seam on shorts is usually like 7 to 9 inches, and that hits like an inch or so above the knee. I mean, you really only need to to cover your crotch region, right? It doesn't matter if your leg is exposed. I mean, if you want to be if you want to be the 14-foot tall guy wearing short shorts <laughs> all the time, I guess you can go down that route, Chris. But personally, <laughs> people are going to be staring enough, okay? Okay. But I, I guess technically, yes, you could always wear like a Speedo and be okay. <laughs> God, I hate, I hate that image so it's much. It's not really a Speedo though, because like if you just crop out the bottom part of your legs and you just look like a normal person. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's so bad. Like if you bad. take a photo and you don't take a photo of the bottom of your legs, then you look normal. I guess that's true. As long as you can't see. Yeah, I guess that's true. Can I recommend a pants alternative? Please do. You know um, when you have like construction up on like the roof of an apartment building and they have a dumpster on the at, at street level, uh-huh. and they just have the big chute that goes from oh the God. roof of the building Those to the are dumpster. Like wide though, they're not only long. Your legs aren't wider. Well, yeah, but like you can do it like further down. You know, your legs will have enough space between them that you know you could start with a length of shorts and then connect the garbage chutes and then you just have like these big rattly garbage chute pants which are actually going to be pretty cool i think <laughs> they're going to be so big can you even walk if you like where are you saying important question clarifying question marks are you saying that you have one on each leg yeah well that's just untenable <laughs> <laughs> is that untenable it's way too big well, you, I'm talking like way late game. Like. No, no, I mean, I mean, like width wise, like yeah, you can't. Your legs don't get wider. Yeah, but they'll be further apart. No, they won't. Not at the top. Yeah, they will. I mean, you they, can they can't spread be. out it's your legs. Triangles work if you if you have like a slight, unless your legs are literally straight then down. You, then you have to. Yeah, when you stand, your legs are straight down. You'd have to like walk at an angle with your. Yeah, you'd, but you'd, your legs wouldn't be straight down when you're that tall because you would just. You know, like in cartoons when cowboys like walk into a saloon and they have their legs like all out, like bent. You have to walk like that all the time. I don't want to do that. It's gonna be weird as hell. <laughs> I don't see this as a big problem, but continue your answer, Ben. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I had something about how like you can last like four and a half years before the forty-inch end seam is can't be short anymore. But I, I don't even know <laughs> anymore, guys. Your like, apart. <laughs> <laughs> you got garbage shoot pants now. I feel like I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I haven't done the thing yet. <laughs> I, regardless, my end point is that all this, I'm pretty sure, is actually a moot point because I'm pretty sure very early on you can't stand up anymore. My The issue I saw was that you're not going to be able to take off or put on your pants. Oh, that is true. I didn't <laughs> think about that one, actually. Because your, your arms aren't long. <laughs> yeah, your arms aren't long. That's the same problem with standing up, actually. Because thinking about the mechanics of how you stand up, any way that doesn't... Like, it pretty much always involves supporting your upper body and then moving your legs under you. And I tried to figure out a way to figure out the point where you couldn't do it anymore mathematically, and I couldn't figure out exactly how to do it. You could, you could like, do a split 
if you if you're that flexible and then shimmy your legs toward your feet towards each other and that's how you stand up the, i oh, what no <laughs> <laughs> I guess okay. So, so full full split, and you just shimmy up. Yeah. I also like the, I like the idea that your split is going to take up like fifty feet. It's, it's your only option. You got to do so, it. So I mean, okay. I guess technically, if you had a crane, you would hold on to the crane with your hands, and they'd slowly raise it, and you just like let your legs drift up. But that's kind of you can't stand up under your own power anymore. Is there any way, like, this feels like a ridiculous question. Is there any way that you stand up that doesn't involve using your arms and, like, supporting yourself? My shimmy technique. No, we're, okay, you we're always, ignore the you shimmy You go technique. to sleep on the roof of a building, and then you just slide your legs down through the tubes to get your, your garbage <laughs> chute pants going, and it solves both your problems. You crawl to a really big cliff <laughs> and then hang your legs off. That is technically an option. <laughs> Could you crawl up a ladder? You have to have a lot of upper body strength. Your legs wouldn't bend, like, you'd only bend at the knee, right? No, but I mean, like, like if you if you were lying on the ground, like, lying on, like, face down, it, w- it would be take an impossible amount of upper body strength. You'd have to have a really strong core. Yeah. Because you have to, like, pull your, like, literally pull yourself up and support yourself through your core the entire time. Yeah. You live near the ocean and you swim out far enough to see that you can just stand in the ocean and then walk back. God, is that actually the best option? (laughs) (laughs) You act like I don't come up with good ideas. I mean, well, anyway. um, (laughs) I'm glad you you didn't have a rebuttal there. Yeah. um, Yeah. That's kind of, that was the end point of mine. Because, like, I I guess technically we have brainstormed some ideas on how you can stand up with very long legs. But aside from the whole, like, storing yourself problem because you're very long like, just literally staying up is going to require outside assistance, I think, pretty early on, right? Like, I think even once your legs are, you know, maybe two feet longer than current, I don't think you can just stand up naturally. Just, like, thinking about it mechanically. Maybe, I want to, like, try shit now, but I can't because I'm recording a podcast. Also, your legs, you can't just make your legs two feet longer. <laughs> in the mind palace marcus in the mind palace <laughs> are you gonna like try you're gonna find a ladder and try to pull yourself up it <laughs> i want to that's like a great great workout when you say i want to try something do you mean think about it like hold on guys guys let me try something let me try something well, and then no. you sit there and think about it for a no, minute like i need i need to try ways of staying up and then imagine that my legs are longer as i'm doing it and see if it would still work you could try okay. my shimmy technique can you, uh, we're not shimmying from a split, Chris. <laughs> It'll work. Can you get on one knee? Is it possible to get on one knee somehow? Mm, not if, I mean, at some point it is, but then at some point it isn't. <laughs> That's very, okay, we're way in the weeds. Yeah, this you know episode what? is way off the rails. <laughs> you know what? It's and... hard to stand up. I'm done. Hey, Chris, what did you do? So I did not look at pants or legs or anything lower body related. I looked at your hair. So my question was, what if your hair was uncuttable? So my first thing that I looked at when I when I asked this question was, does your hair stop growing? Because if it doesn't stop growing, then you're just going to have infinitely long hair or not infinite, but until you die, you're going to have like Rapunzel style hair. I want to see if that would actually happen. And the answer is no, because your hair actually does stop growing at some point. So the way that hair growth works is it goes through, 
each each individual hair goes through a cycle and the first phase of the cycle is called an the antigen phase and this is like the phase where the hair grows where like it's still connected to the stuff in your head that like supplies nutrients to it so it still grows and the length of this phase varies a lot they said that the average is around like two to seven years so it's a really big range and the your your arm oh i do mention legs <laughs> your arm and huh. leg hairs <laughs> <laughs> look like you've made a fool of yourself this time Chris. i know <laughs> i saw the word leg in my in my notes i was like oh <laughs> yeah so the the hair on your arms and legs and also like your eyebrows and stuff they have a shorter antigen phase so that's why your hairs on those parts of your body are shorter and those average around like 30 to 45 days so the next phase after the antigen phase is the catagen phase so this is when the root of the hair is cut off from the blood supply and like all the nutrients so your hair stops growing and it becomes what they call a club hair i'm not exactly i guess they call it a club hair because the root of the hair becomes like keratinized tissue stuff and it forms like a bulb shape or like a club shape so the catagen phase lasts around three weeks uh and it's it sort of acts as a transition from the antigen phase to the third phase which is the telogen phase so the telogen phase is just where the hair is completely dead and it easily falls out so if you like brush it then it'll just come out and after a telogen phase your hair follicle it cycles back to the antigen phase and the cycle continues a new hair grows so for the average person about 50 hairs fall out every day and stress can end the antigen phase earlier than the normal and this causes a lot of hair to fall out at once so if you're really stressed out then that's why you lose hair so if if you can't cut your hair it will keep on growing but eventually it will fall out on its own so you won't get rapunzel style hair so I, I wanted to see what affects what actually affects the maximum length of your hair what affects like when it falls out um, there are a few different factors so there's health age and season so if you're healthier and if you like take care of your hair better then it grows faster if it's like a warmer or more humid climate then your hair grows faster and it if you're younger or if you if once you get older then your your hair starts to grow slower um so those those are some of the things that affect the maximum length of your hair but the main thing is really just genetics so like the length of the antigen phase just depends on your genes but they say that the average growth rate of your hair is around it varies a lot again but it's around one centimeter per month and the average maximum hair length is around 40 inches or three foot four. Oh, that's not too, too bad. Yeah, so that's not too long. So again, we're not really going to get the Rapunzel style hair. At least most people aren't. But there are exceptions. It's still possible to grow super long hair in some cases. So I looked, I wanted to see, I wanted to try to find these cases. So I looked at the world records according to the Guinness World, world Records. And the longest head hair, like hair growing from your head is a woman in china xia Ping. they measured it in 2004 i guess that was like the when they officially measured it and it's 18 feet five inches long jesus wow. that's like i, I don't what? i don't believe she's cut it since 
then. So it's probably it might be longer than that now. That was in 2004 they measured it, so I don't know. <laughs> she said that she started growing it in 1973 when she was 13 years old, and she just never cut it. So um, it's long. <laughs> yeah, 18 feet is long. <laughs> I'm just trying I thought, to. I thought like the record was gonna be like to ankle length or something. Like nope. To give context to the length, it's almost as long as the height of an adult giraffe. So gosh, yeah, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> yeah. So that's it is kind of Rapunzel length hair. I don't know how long Rapunzel's hair is in the stories, like the official length, but it seems to be in the range. Well, I mean, in like the modern reimagining, when she's like in a third story apartment in Brooklyn, it works. Yeah, exactly. You can let your hair down from a window as long as the window is like a second or third story window. So it counts. Um, So that's hair from your head. But I also want to look at other body hair. So I looked at the longest mustache because in the case of men, your facial hair is going to grow too. And you also can't cut it. So if the maximum length of your hair is this long, then it's going to be this long. So the longest mustache is... From a, a, a man in India, his name is Ram Singh Chauhan. I think I'm probably not pronouncing that right. But the mustache is 14 feet long. Still very, very long. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Like 14 feet from your face? Yeah. Um, he Again, he measured that sort of a while ago. So he measured it in 2010. He said he started growing it in 1970. And he was actually in the Bond movie, Octopussy. So it, I guess they kind of made him famous. He's had some success with his long mustache. Since I'm looking at mustaches, I also looked at beards. The longest beard is a man in Norway named Hans N. Langseth, and his beard is 17 foot 6. It was measured upon his death in 1927, so also very long, almost as long as the woman with the long head hair. Is it bad that all I want to do is just like tie the ends of these people's hairs together and have them like duke it out? <laughs> okay <laughs> sure you just you just tie like the ends of the one guy's mustache to the ends of the other guy's beard and then they just <laughs> then they have then to do it out yeah i mean what's the point in tying their hair together they can still move pretty far away from each other <laughs> i mean it's probably what's gonna end up in like the jigsaw movie like 13 or whatever wherever they end up <laughs> when they run out of other ideas to keep people trapped <laughs> i mean they would just cut their hair right but what if it was uncuttable Ah. (laughs) like the first saw movie was him cutting off his leg and they've escalated to cutting off your hair (laughs) it's like when he's like just like where he's like gives up on the whole thing where he's like the guy like (laughs) shaves off his beard it's like oh damn yeah i didn't think about that one all right good job guys (laughs) you you appreciate life now or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah so those are the longest hair lengths and for the sake of this hypothetical i'm gonna say that i can achieve these lengths uh, if if I can't cut my hair, then I'm going to get this super long hair. So what exactly can I do with long hair? Because I got to use it for something. And the obvious thing that I went to right away was use it as rope. Because th- that's what Rapunzel does. She she pulls things with it. So I want to use this tensile strength. And I want to see how strong hair actually is, how much it could actually carry. And to figure this out, again, it varies a lot depending on... The type of hair, just like everything else with hair, varies a lot. But I, f- I found a YouTube video of a guy who was... He started taping, like, pennies to the end of a strand of hair. I don't know exactly where he got the hair because it didn't look like his hair. But he got it from somewhere. And the single strand of hair that he got 
could carry 22 pennies. So he, he weighed the pennies and it was around 60 grams. So if we shed 50 hairs per day, which is the average, that means that we shed enough hair every day to lift 6.6 pounds. So it's a decent amount. It's not like over the top, I guess, but it's pretty impressive. But since this is just a YouTube video and it's not really that scientific, I went to a more scientific source, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Important. Yeah. And Wikipedia says that human hair has an ultimate tensile strength of around 200 to 250 megapascals, which is about as strong as copper, and it's a little weaker than aluminum. So there actually is a person in real life that makes hair, uh, rope out of human hair. His I actually don't know if it's he or she. It's San Visser. San Visser. I don't know if that's a male or female name, but... Yeah, they make uh, rope out of human hair. And it's more of a novelty thing because it's not really practical. If we're talking about practical, we have way better options. So we have, I mean, we make rope out of steel and nylon. Those are both way stronger than hair. And rope? <laughs> well, rope isn't is a rope? isn't a material. Rope is like material that's that's weaved together. But what's a, what's like a brown ass rope made out of? Um, there are different types i think one of the more common ones is hemp um but there are other ones too i think a lot of time it is usually like like natural fibers like that right yeah but like nylon is a pretty common one too yeah manila hemp hemp linen cotton core jute they're making up things (laughs) okay i didn't actually look up the strength of those um those types of rope but we have nylon and steel which is way stronger so we have other options that are way better Especially since we have to wait for our hair to grow and it's really like if we're trying to sell rope, then we don't want to wait like a year to get one rope. So it's not really a practical option for us. So I started looking at other options and I started thinking about how human ancestors had way more body hair than we do now. And it was mainly to keep us warm uh, during like cold climates. And hair is particularly good at that because it contains keratin, which makes it a good insulator. So instead of making rope out of my hair, I want to make clothes out of my hair. Just like for myself, I guess. Do you, though? (laughs) (laughs) Like, were you too busy worrying about if you could that you didn't worry about whether you should? I should, and I will. And I'm not the only one that thinks this because apparently there is someone that actually does this. I don't think from her own hair, but it's from real human hair. She makes clothes of um, human hair. And the article that I read, um, I think the interviewer asked why she does this, and she said it's because it's controversial. So it's really just an art piece kind of thing, but it functions like clothes just fine. So why not? (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to figure out, if I would have enough hair to make a full outfit for myself so I don't have to wear any clothes at all. So the human body has 20 square feet of skin, so I have to cover that amount of skin with my hair. Um, The diameter of hair varies a lot, just like every other property of hair, apparently. And the diameter of hair ranges from 17 to 181 micrometers. And a common nominal value that, that people that study hair use is 75 micrometers, so that's what I used. And the average human has around 100,000 hairs on their head. 
So if you align each of those hairs side by side next to each other in, in just like one sheet of hair, it will be 24 feet wide. And then the length is just the world record length of 18 feet. So that means that my hair covers an area of 432 square feet, which means that I can cover my body in hair 21 times. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I, think that's how sh- I think there's definitely something in the shirt making process that's missing from those numbers. But I, t- I feel like you have enough hair. Yeah, I have enough hair. And if I actually, because I assume I'm going to be like weaving my hair together. If I weave it all together in 21 layers of hair, it'll be 1.5 millimeters thick. Um, so I wanted to see like, is this a reasonable thickness for like shirts and stuff and clothes? So a dress shirt ranges from 0.5 millimeters to 0.38 millimeters thick, depending on the material, and cotton falls on the lower end of that range. So I'm like 10 times that thickness, so I think we're good with hair. And if we're not good and I want more hair, I, I also have my mustache and my beard, so we can add those in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's basically what my plan is. I'm going to uh, weave an entire outfit. Maybe it'll be a onesie, because why not? And eventually it'll all still be attached to my head because <laughs> I can't cut it. But eventually it'll fall out and it'll become its own separate outfit from myself. Or I could just keep on continuously weaving my new hairs into it and it can grow bigger and bigger and bigger. I have options. I hate this so much. <laughs> this makes me like viscerally upset, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to like add some fun commentary in here. But I just yeah, I just don't like thinking about it. So my brain just keeps going to other things anything else rainbows and you know puppies and cute little kittens because it doesn't want to think about that well good news for you because i'm done with my answer so you can think about whatever your question was well i'm sure mine's going to be a lot less on the on the the mental image scale because mine is what if your neck got one inch longer every month (laughs) it'd be as you uh i was going to make a draft joke but then i realized that's not uh, never mind (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'll talk, I'm going to talk about giraffes, of course. It's just, we'll, we'll get there. Just okay. wait for the giraffe facts. But before we get to kind of giraffe levels of nonsense, kind of the first thing I thought about was eating, because you do need to, you know, a good a, a big part of eating is, you know, getting food in your hands uh, into your face. And if your face keeps getting further and further away, it gets harder and harder to do that. Um, your, your arms are not all, your arms are only so long. So... This won't be a problem right away. You have a fair amount of, you know, flexibility, I'm sure, with your neck that I'm not sure exactly when the the arc of your neck... I, I tried to look at a giraffe neck to see how flexible they were and, like, what their range of motion would be to see where you would have a disconnect with the hands. But for some reason, that information does not exist anywhere. People have <laughs> not studied giraffes enough. But what I did find, what I kind of decided was, hey, if your neck is really, really long, Assuming you just can't reach it with your hands, what do you do then? And so the first thing I was like, well, just eat everything through a straw. Because you could just have, you know, you could eat a liquid diet of soups and things. And you can just suck it up with a straw and you'd be good. It turns out there's actually an upper limit of how much you can suck up a straw. And it's not actually based on how strong your lungs are really. But with how straws work, you know, in in a physics sense. So you actually, as a regular person can suck things up a straw quite a distance 
the upper limit is about 30 feet. So kind of the way it works is when you, the way, the way the straw works is that there's a pressure differential between the, between like where you're sucking and, you know, the other side of the straw and the liquid, you know, the liquid bath. And it's actually not so much about you creating negative pressure, but basically creating no pressure. Like it's like you're effectively making a vacuum when you suck up a straw. So the only force you have pushing the water up the straw is the atmospheric pressure. And so after about 30 feet is where you kind of hit an equalization point. Um, and 33 feet would be where if, you have a, if you're able to create a perfect vacuum, then that's how much the pressure would allow the water to go up the straw. So if your neck is more than 30 feet, which would be after, you know, 30 or so years, because you get, you get a foot per year. So after about a little over 30 years... Um, straws are no longer a great option for you. You can't just like put your soup down and suck it up. You could, you could extend your neck, you know, outward (laughs) and you can, but (laughs) now you're like setting up like another like picnic table that's like halfway, you know, 20 feet away from you. And then just, you know, eating your food there, which is going to be, you can do it. But I really think that the solution here is don't put the straw down to the bowl, bring the bowl up to you. And you just just do a modified beer hat and just carry all your liquids and everything in there. I was going to say, what if you have like a Capri Sun style pouch, then you don't have that atmospheric pressure thing anymore. And it's just a vacuum. Yeah, you could you could you could do like a, some, you know, you could generate pressure in other ways. You could get a motorized straw. We have lots of ways of getting liquid up. 30 feet the idea of a motorized straw is incredible <laughs> to me and i love it <laughs> I, I know this is what it would look like but in my mind it's just like a straw just made out of spinning gears <laughs> but yeah it's just like like, like it's, you think you're cool with your metal straw kids well look at right. mine right yeah and you like have like a rip cord like with it like a like a lawnmower <laughs> but uh i did look a little bit into the uh into things that weren't great about having a long neck. And the way I kind of went through that is by, of course, looking at the giraffes that I promised. So before we get into um, the stuff about relevant to my question, we're going to go through the giraffe fun facts. So one thing I found interesting was that giraffes are kind of unique as an animal because they're really the one of the few animals that is just like this big, tall, giant thing. Like no other, other animals really bother to do that. And so... There's actually, I'm not sure how hotly it's contested, but there is a debate about why giraffes have long necks. And the the basic Darwin theory is, hey, giraffes have long necks because the giraffes with longer necks could reach the top of the trees easier. And, you know, they would outcompete shorter animals for food because they could get food that the other animals didn't have access to. Interestingly, they're not quite sure about that because in the times where food's actually competitive for giraffes, like in the in the lean times, what they're scra- what they're fighting over isn't the leaves at the top of the trees. It's actually the bu- you know stuff bushes at like knee level. So if there's ample food, then yeah, like the tall giraffes have a slight advantage, but it's not going to make or break the the uh, where that giraffe lives or dies. So the zoologist Robert Simmons and Lou Sheepers have proposed an alternate hypothesis about why giraffes have long necks, and quote. The alternative, the alternative suggested Simmons and Sheepers is that long necks have been sexually selected. This idea has become known as the necks for sex hypothesis. <laughs> so basically, it's not about eating leaves. It's about girl drafts being like, man, I love them long necks. I mean, until 
you have very tall giraffes. You, you know what they say about guys with big necks? I don't know what they say about guys with big necks. <laughs> I would say, whoa, that guy's neck is big. That's mostly what they say about guys with big necks. Second giraffe fun fact here is 50% of male giraffes bone other male giraffes. Wait, is this a real fact? That's a real fact. What? 50% of male giraffes are just like, yeah, why not? I... Huh. Not exclusively. Like, they're right, bi, right, right, yeah. But uh, maybe because it's just... Maybe just giraffes just look very similar, both sexes. I don't know. Can they just not just... see, like, the parts <laughs> from up there? I don't... <laughs> They can train on get a look. I'm sure. No, I can't believe that. Um, but yeah, that was just those are my those are my fun draft facts. The the next for sex hypothesis, and half of them are bisexual, or half the males are bisexual. So at least a quarter of them are bisexual. But kind of really why, where I was going with the drafts was again was where I was trying to find out the range of motion because I was like, well, if our neck keeps getting longer and longer and longer, it might be as long as a draft neck, but will it be as flexible because you know bones. And funnily, it turns out giraffes actually have the same number of neck bones as we do. They're just longer. And the number is just seven. Just seven neck bones in a whole giraffe. Really? Hmm. So you would think, like, when you see the giraffe, like, move their neck around, it looks, like, very fluid. It looks bendy. But just the way they're built, like, you know, that, that gives them enough flexibility to do whatever they need to. I guess if you think about how flexible your arm is, it's only got, like, really two bones that count. So if you added, you know, <laughs> five more arm segments. Sorry, my 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 answer's getting weird too here. <laughs> this wasn't a planned uh, mental image, the but long, there you go. With the long drag bag, the things would get weird. <laughs> so our, our necks are still quite flexible. Not which does not, you know, preclude us from having some problems. First and foremost is the kind of two problems you're gonna run into are balance and strength, where your head has now become this, you know, pretty decent weight at the end of a very long stick of your neck. So you're going to have to really, your neck muscles are going to have to really adapt with it. And balance is going to become a real issue because you're just going to be so top heavy that it's going to be tricky not to just like, you know, look left and fall over. <laughs> I, I guess you'll have to eventually carry around like some counterweights, like get a big heavy backpack that you carry around to just kind of lower your center of gravity enough that you can you know, look around corners or whatever you need to do. But the real the real gotcha for this in real life would be uh, blood pressure. So a giraffe, because it's so tall, in order to pump blood all the way up to its tiny little head, their blood pressure is actually double ours, which is a lot. It doesn't sound like that much, but like to even mammals as a whole, like double blood pressure is crazy. They have things that giraffes have that we don't have is they have special blood vessels that one resist that blood pressure so they don't literally explode from the inside out the other thing they have is they have uh, if they put their head down now now not only is their blood pressure generally doubled you're also pooling all that blood you know into the head like if you if you stay upside down you can feel your head like ready to explode you know the blood pressure increases that would be amplified a lot You've been saying the word explode a lot. <laughs> I mean, well, you would. Podcast. This is what would happen. You're alluding, you're alluding, I assume you're alluding to what would happen to us. Yeah, I'm saying if you don't have these things that this giraffe has, you explode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, giraffes have special neck valves that reduce the blood flow if they, bet, if they put their head down to drink water. We don't have those. If you did that, your head would explode. <laughs> How surprising. Also, generally, even if it wasn't with your head bending down, 
giraffe's legs actually they almost act because they're so tall they actually the bottom of the legs actually almost acts like a, a pressure suit where it you know maintains a pressure against the against the blood vessels to prevent blood from kind of pooling in the legs so they don't just you know have a bunch of blood pooled up down there uh, which would also increase the blood pressure and cause your legs to explode. So Ben left that out. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was ignoring health problems. That is, I believe, anything involving the word exploding and your body is a health problem. I'm going to go ahead and say. Also, additional fun fact about the, the veins in the giraffe legs is that the, the veins are actually really not at the... They're really close to, like, the inside of the leg. They, they keep them away from the surface because if a giraffe, you know gets gets a good cut at its leg level even though they have all these things to prevent that they would lose a lot of blood just from like you know imagine just a balloon that you poke a little hole you know there's a leak at the bottom of it it's just gonna a lot of blood's gonna seep out so even if you didn't explode if you got a cut on your body anywhere it would just keep bleeding and then the last thing that giraffes have is their giraffe eyes don't succumb to hypertension which is basically when your vision kind of blacks out when your blood pressure is too high in your eyeballs. Um, so again, your eyes might explode. There's a lot of bad exploding <laughs> going on. You don't know what age this would happen, do you? Well, uh, a giraffe is about twenty. Did you? Did you actually? Did you actually say that it's an inch every month? I did. Oh, you did. I I guess I just wasn't listening. <laughs> We're very unsure about the statement of our questions this time, apparently. <laughs> Mainly me. I'm unsure. I think we I think we just showed up to this one to have a bit of fun. Yeah. All three of us. <laughs> a giraffe is a giraffe is like fifteen to twenty feet according to a brief Google. So you'll have to have the same head of pressure at fifteen to twenty feet. So in But I assume you'd explode before that. Twelve years yeah, in twelve years you'd be where you have double blood pressure. And anything after that just makes it worse and worse and worse and worse. So again, we ignore these things because you would just explode. So assuming you don't explode and you can support your head weight and it looks like it, you know, you like you would imagine it looking if you had a 30 foot long neck that worked. Um, what, what can you do with that? And I think what I think basically where you add value is jobs where your head can come in handy. So things you can do with a cool hat is kind of what you want to, is where I'm looking. For example, if you put like a roller on your hat you could be a painter because you would save a lot of time not having to set up ladders and all that you could just you know paint the walls while your head goes and you know paints the ceiling and you just kind of sweep your head around the room and get that going you could be like for sports you could be a cameraman you would basically be like your own mobile camera crane all you have to do is like put on one of those headband gopros and you can like get right into that action and my last one here which I think I think is probably both the best and the worst one is you get like some kind of brushes and things in your hat and you could be a chimney sweep. <laughs> your head is perfect for being a chimney sweep. So do you do <laughs> it? Hold on. Do you do it from the roof or do you do it from the fireplace? I, I imagine you do it from well, the bottom. Well, if you bottom. do it from the roof, you're putting your head lower than your body, which we call, we already know causes you to explode. Mm. So we'll probably start <laughs> at the ground argument. floor. You're going to explode no matter what. <laughs> So yeah, you could do you could be a chimney sweep with a brush hat. But really once you get long term, like once your neck is like 20, 30 feet. You could wear a garbage chute. <laughs> <laughs> you could just pick things up with your teeth off the top of the roof and bring it down. 
Yeah, again, I think your biggest problem is going to be actually just that balance, because if your head is just, like, one foot to the left or something, the wind pushes against your head, like, you're just falling over. You cannot balance yourself. So what you need is a bigger base. So I think what you do is you just have a car, and you put your neck out the skylight and just strap yourself in, and now you've got a pretty good base that's also mobile. Although I will admit, you can't really go very fast. <laughs> Because the wind, if you tried to drive, you know, at 30 miles an hour, the wind pressure would push your neck just straight backwards and it would just be trailing your car like a, just like a flag, like a, a like a long tubular, like one of those long tube flags that you see on boats. You could be a flagpole. <laughs> you could be a flagpole. That is the one other option for your <laughs> career. And uh, I think with that, we I can say that my answer wasn't better than either of your two answers, and none of our answers were particularly good. So maybe we can maybe we can wrap it, bring it around with the would you rather. What do you guys think? That sounds good. My idea was good. Ben, are you ready for a would you rather question? I suppose. Would you rather always talk like Goofy or always talk like Mickey Mouse? Oh, all right. Uh. Gorge, this is a tricky one, ain't it? <laughs> oh, I hate this. So do we automatically gain the ability to do these? Because I don't think I can actually do them. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you just sound like them. Okay. I, and like, there's no like, like, talking like Mickey Mouse would make my throat hurt if I actually did it. That's not going to happen, well, right? Well, is that like it's your just, natural voice? or it's do your you actually? Yeah, say so it's your natural voice. Okay. okay. So I feel like you're going to have a lot fewer misunderstandings as Mickey Mouse. Right? Mm. I'm not sure. The high pitch is pretty high. Yeah. Do you... I mean, it's not hard to understand Goofy, I don't think. He just has, like, a sort of strange accent. Yeah. I guess I guess in my mind, it's like... It's like... If you have that... I don't know. Because it's not a real... It's not like an actual accent, right? It's a Goofy accent. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like there's a place on Earth that talks like that and he sounds like that like he came from that place he just sounds like goofy right you can just have yeah, like a high-pitched were... voice right but like mickey mouse's voice is very very high pitch unnaturally high pitch it is i used to be able to do it if i haven't done it in a long time and i don't want to try to break it out right now just i'll just well, we can always ed- we can edit it out if it's really bad ben oh oh i can't do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i can't physically do that with my voice Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself for a second. Hold on. Yeah, what's his, his laugh is like, ha ha. Yeah, I can't do that. Like my my voice box doesn't do that. <laughs> All right, I think I can normally. Well, screw you guys! I'm Mickey Mouse now. I think I can normally do it, but my my there's just still enough pollen in the air right now that my allergies have been acting up a little bit, and my voice just like my throat is just like, yeah, fuck you, no. <laughs> oh, blame the pollen because you're a little bitch, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> See, okay, if you sound like that. That is still like like. Do you have to do the haha? Haha? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's your laugh is replaced it. by that. Oh, well, that's that, really he unfortunate. He doesn't do it when he la- like. That's part of his sentence structure. It's like for accenting, right? Yeah, he accentuates things. Like it's like just the end of the sentence that he adds it on. Hmm. Oh, I I feel like I'm still I still feel like talking. Like Mickey Mouse is gonna be less weird than talking like Goofy. Really? Because even though even though Goofy is a more natural sounding, like just literal voice, 
with a weird accent. I still feel like if you talk like Mickey Mouse and do 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 the you know ho hos as you will <laughs> do the ho hos. <laughs> I don't know what do you how do you what do you call that? Is it because it's not really a laugh? I don't know. Anyway, point being, like people will think you just have this voice and you're rolling with it, right? But if you talk like Goofy, I don't know. It just feels like a much bigger jump because it's just a, just kind of a normal voice that you're doing something really weird with. See, personally, their voices, I find Mickey Mouse's voice annoying. And I find Goofy's voice endearing. I mean, it, yeah, I was just going to say that. Oh, that's warm. fair. Goofy is a warm It makes voice. me like him better. It is warm. Like, Goofy is a very likable <sighs> character. And I think a lot of that has to do with his voice. I need to, like, I need to, like listen to Goofy. <laughs> yeah ben just imagine like i'm your dad please please don't do that um, mickey mouse i mean you want to go play some catch in the backyard God, i hate this so much i really don't i don't like like all the more recent mickey mouse stuff i like older mickey mouse when he didn't talk yeah when he didn't talk <laughs> it's the, the like, silent era right but now that he yeah, has a voice i, I, I don't it's... like him He's very the, the Mickey Mouse voice. I think gets grading very fast. It, it definitely does. I I can't imagine. Like I would, I think I would, I would rather be Goofy's personality than Mickey Mouse's personality because you basically have to match the voice that you're you're saying. Like you will eventually become known, personality wise, as either a Mickey Mousey or Goofy, just because the the voice fits their personas too much. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Like regardless of what you say as either of them, you'll the tone will be <laughs> their personalities. Why do none of these YouTube videos have Goofy talking? Just look up the Goofy movie. <laughs> but the only one I'm finding is like the single one. God damn it. Hold on. Just look up scenes from the Goofy movie. Why? Okay. Oh, God. Hold on. You're right. Okay. Oh, hold on. Goofy movie. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. That's a classic it is. movie. It is. Man, that is a voice right there. He does swallow his words a lot. Like, I guess it is just like a weird southern accent, right? Yeah, I mean, if you had to equate it to a real accent, Southern accent is probably the closest. Yeah. All right, I think I think we've gone through enough, and I'm sure you guys have heard enough of my terrible impressions. So, so I'm choosing Goofy. He's just a more likable character, I think. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Goofy too. It's it's gotta be Goofy, and I don't think it's particularly close. After listening to Goofy, it's not as bad as I expected. I don't think I heard Goofy in a while. All right, and with that. We have other stuff. We still have things. We need to do our Patreon. Um, should I do the Patreon in Goofy's voice? <laughs> Please do. Uh, if you want to, sure. <laughs> Gorsh, well, if you liked that episode, you know what? Go I regret to w- this. Do- <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Go to www.patreon.com slash absurd hypotheticals and click on that become a patron button. <laughs> yup. Oh, yeah, he does It's do just that. a dollar. <laughs> And, uh, Chris, you have something, too. Can you do it in the Mickey Mouse voice, please? I'm not going to do that because I physically can't. Um, so the other thing I want to promote was a thing that I've I've taken part in recently. Yeah. Me and a group of other authors, I think there are, like, 14 other authors, we all got together, and we wrote a bunch of short stories all within the same shared universe, and we collected them into an anthology book called Beyond the Galaxy, so the story itself, or the I guess the universe that we created, it all chronicles a war between two alien races, and then Earth is sort of caught in the middle. 
And then each chapter or each short story that everyone wrote covers a, a unique perspective of that war. My contribution to that follows an Amish family who discovers alien wreckage that has crashed onto their property. And since they're Amish and they have res certain restrictions based on technology, they have to discuss what they want to do with that and sort of conflict occurs from that. And the cool thing about this project is that uh, it's on Amazon, so Amazon gets a cut. But then after they take their cut, the remaining proceeds go to charity. So we chose a nonprofit organization called Tech Bridge Girls, and they focus on STEM programming for young girls in low-income communities just to get young girls more interested in science and engineering and those types of fields just to generate more interest in that kind of stuff. So I think this is a good cause to support. If you want to support it, you can buy the book uh, at Amazon. There's a link in the description or... You can probably just search Beyond the Galaxy Anthology and it'll come up. Or if you just want to donate directly to TechBridge Girls, um, you can go to their website. It's techbridgegirls.org. I'll also put a link to that in the description as well. So generally, that's kind of in theme with our podcast. We like to promote science and learning and all of that jazz. So Learning in the, in the broadest sense of the term. <laughs> learning about long necks. I guess. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, went, I, I did, you know, I went to college in a, um, you know, in technical fields, did my master's, and now I know 50% of giraffe boys are bisexual. So it's important that we do these things. <laughs> but yeah, excellent cause. Go do that. You know, give them our dollar or give both of us a dollar or more dollars. It's really up to you. But in any case, after you're done giving out all your dollars, feel free to come back next week and... Join us for the following question. What if everyone was only an inch tall? <laughs>